0: sacrifice
1: my own life for fuller club kevin hello everyone and welcome to the never open podcast the podcast open to everyone except my sister-in-law's dog who won't stop fucking barking and growling and following me every time i see her and uh, that's just me being a wuss i never learned fucking dog psychology dude because uh I've never really been around dogs, I'm, I'm a cat person, so but that dog, oh, so annoying, so they're not listening to the podcast, so they're not allowed, but uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Luke, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy, uh, say hello, Mr. Andy.
2: Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello, Luke, and I am very disappointed to hear that you're a cat person. Uh, I have always been a dog person, and uh, cats can fuck off as far as I'm concerned. There are some exceptions to that. However, you know, I'm just more normally in line with what dogs, you know, are like. But I will tell you, dog psychology is very different than wrestling psychology, it turns out.
1: Yes, unless it's dog wrestling, then it's very similar.
2: <laughs> Didn't like John Morrison wrestle a dog in some shitty movie? I'm pretty sure that's a thing.
1: Dude, this is going to sound awful, but just keep in mind that uh, uh, the a whole bunch of us, when this event took place, were teenagers and really dumb, but uh, I remember being at someone's house and they were like, hey, check this out. <laughs> he put his dog in a sharpshooter not not i don't know didn't hurt the dog or anything it was like you know did was fake and shit but i was just like okay uh, that was that's funny now as a 38 year old man I was, i'm was. horrified to even think that that event even took place but yes you know teenagers are stupid
2: i i used to give my dog a backbreaker and he loved it he thought it was fun because he's taking a little ride in my arms and i was very safe i took care of him you know
1: I, I see a dog, I don't care if it's a little dog, like this dog, that's always, that hates me, or uh, bigger dogs, but I see them bolting towards me, and I'm just like, uh, I don't see a friendly face, I see something that wants to sink its teeth into me and yes, hurt me. But,
0: but you yes, like so, Ishii?
1: Yeah, I like I like stone pit bulls, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well see, when I met him, he'd already beaten the shit out of people that night, so like, I think uh... he was kind of relaxed after that he got to he got to fight but yes <laughs> yes yeah, a, welcome everyone this is a never <laughs> ever i was about to I said it again this is a never open podcast i was it like is. no that's the name of the show this is a new japan pro wrestling podcast where we cover new japan pro wrestling oh my god oh man i i'm still i'm on my second coffee but uh you know i must do i don't think i finished my first one so <laughs> there it is. And yes, uh, as you've already heard, uh, there will be swearing. Uh, be aware of that and all that stuff. Uh, there are ways to contact us, which you, you can do on the Tweety. Uh, I'm at grumpy2eb. Mr. Andy is at drusifer tweets. And you can email us with your voice or with typey words to uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com. And if you. Check out on the Twitter, I have this new travel coffee cup that looks rather awesome and never as fuck because I put a Never Open Pod sticker on it and uh, merchandise with Never Stuff on it from us. I'm stalling because I didn't keep that open. Yes, it's uh, teespring.com slash stores slash Never Open Podcast or something. Yeah, Google I see, that shit. I see. Yeah, that. I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing some. Um, I'm doing some pimping, Andy. Uh, I like I'm that. trying.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, there's a great way to, you know, show your family and friends how much you love them by buying them a never-open sticker, a never-open T-shirt. You know, a never-open right. podcast fucking hooded sweatshirt i mean it, it, that's what i would love to get in my stocking on
1: christmas yep all of that stuff
2: santa's uh, not allowed in my house though because because of quarantine so i don't know how i'm gonna get it but we'll see what happens
1: that motherfucker is not even going down chimneys this year no. he's just dropping that shit down into <laughs> yes. fireplaces and uh, all the kids are going to enjoy melted toys <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. mind you the uh, the fat blast not gonna be getting that much milk milk and cookies this year, so uh, he's gonna be losing some pounds or, or kilos, is uh, we would say down here.
2: I heard reindeer, they like they can't suffer from COVID, but they can pass it on. So they can be carriers. Oh. So I <laughs> mean and elves elves can't get it at all or they die immediately. It's bad news for elves, so it's fucking
1: if I know which one is carrying the COVID, it's fucking Rudolph no with shit. His Red Nose. Yeah. It's not red, yeah. but so they could see at night. It's it's mm. red because like uh, he's all sick and shit.
2: Why are we, why are we stalling? We have like awesome stuff to talk about today, and we're stalling for some reason. <laughs> there, I mean, like this is some of the best wrestling we've seen since COVID came back, and we're talking about Rudolph having COVID.
1: <laughs> dog so, dog psychology and right. uh, how Santa's gonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think it's because like. Uh, we got on Skype, everyone, and we had. We started having a conversation, which quickly turned into us talking about wrestling, as it usually does. And I said, we could be recording right now. <laughs> and so we didn't talk about all our stupid bullshit before the show. So now you've heard some of it, everyone. There this is go. the kind of stuff we talk about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's pretty good.
1: There you good. go. All right. So. As you told me before we started recording, there is no Kojima tweet.
2: No, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: there's no dramatic reading uh, or anything like that. But we do have World Tag League Night 8 in Beppo. Beppo? wapu Beppo? One of those is correct. <laughs> you can choose which one it is, listeners. Now, uh, we start off with the fresh match of you uh, Gabriel Kidd and Yota Tsuji versus Tomo Akihoma and Mr. Bread, uh, that's Satoshi Kojima, of course, and, uh, I do like, uh, Kidd getting in the machine gun chops, or m- matching chops, as I, ch- I typed it out, and he gets some in return. It, uh, took two lariats this time to, uh, to, uh, put down Yotasuji but, uh, Kidd lost the last time in this, uh, version of the tag match so this time it is Yota's turn though I do I do know one thing for sure it will never be Honma's turn oh I, I, I feel bad that's fucking 12 <laughs> wins in a row for Mr. Brent I'm i guess like, you're a bigger star than Honma but Jesus can't he do a Kakashi and pin one of these young lions once that's 12 <laughs>
2: You know, I, I have figured this out, okay? I figured out what was going on, is that, you know, at some point, one of those young lions took a lariat and didn't do the rikishi spin bump. And so, because of that, they were like, well, motherfuckers, we're going to make you guys work on this. And so, that's what's going on here, is that every young lion has to take a perfect rikishi bump, and they still haven't done it yet. So, it's like, you know, Mr. Bread's in there to make
1: make sure that happens. <laughs> I'm sure he's only too happy. So, what's he thinking about as he uh lariats uh, young lions? Uh,
2: Math, typically, you know, we've uh, we've talked a little bit about it last week about Kojima. You know, has an interesting things that he thinks about during a match, and it has to do with math and how old he will be when the match is over, based on the years subtracted from his actual uh age by the amount of wrestling that he's doing with younger people and if he wins or not. So it's something like that, I'm pretty sure. That's Kojima.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's not much to talk about with this match. Uh, we've seen it a couple times before. And even though it's a bit different because there's no Nagata, it still ends the same. So let's move on please. to... Uh, but Hey, I you, you want to talk about that more?
0: Please, please, let's move on.
1: Oh, all right. So uh, Gabriel Kidd and you know, I'm joking. Uh, so we've got uh, Buffoons versus Techers. Uh, Buffoons. I, I think people know who I'm talking about by now, right? Yeah. It's uh, Chase and Fale versus uh, Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. So Bullet Club jumped the Techers pretty much straight away. And uh, all right. So, dude, before I continue on with the match, imagine this. Maybe this could be their Wrestle Kingdom entrance. Dangerous Tech has come out. Tai Chi comes out first. He's got his mic. Du, 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 jizz. And then fucking <laughs> Zack Saber Jr. comes out and he's got his own mic stand oh, and a mic. Oh my God. And, and he's singing with Tai Chi. How good an entrance would that be for Wrestle Kingdom? I love it. I don't think they'll ever do it, but uh, yeah, that would be epic and you know, i would mock it like crazy and then el desperado is behind behind on a guitar right. huh.
2: that'd be great you know i think they'd have to add like a little harmony part or something like that and and zach saber jr could stand there looking smug and then when his part comes up he kind of lifts his eyebrows and kind of like bobs his head a little and then does his little like short singing part of harmony that'd be pretty great
1: that's right but uh, he doesn't get the clear fluid bit. That's Tai Chi's. <laughs> <But> that's, uh, <laughs> that's what Tai Chi to sing. So, yeah. Oh, man. For some reason, Tai Chi thinks it's a good idea to grab uh, Farley by the throat.
0: What is he
1: doing? <laughs> it's, yeah, this is a big mistake. And uh, and I'm like, I'm like they're, they're both techers just want to pick Farley up. By the way, they're in Suzuki Goon, right? They're arguably like the, the biggest bunch of assholes in new japan and yet they're the face heel team against all the other heels
0: yeah.
1: i love that uh, <laughs> oh my god yeah but uh the fans love them i think they've, they've both got Nova pretty much well as a tag team for me at the start i was just like why isn't it zack saber jr and suzuki and you know but uh we got Chi instead but uh i'm quite happy with it now i think they're awesome together and there's an amazing part where Tai Chi and Chase are trying to do moves on each other. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is got himself onto Farley's back. And there's a whole bunch of funny shenanigans where uh, they each take turns helping uh, Chase or uh, Tai Chi get into position for a move and shit. That was pretty funny. But uh, Zack Driver and the Tekkers are on 10. And Buffoon Boys are on 4.
2: Okay, so... With the techers on ten, we're gonna start paying attention a little closer to these, uh, you know, these scores. And when we get it get yeah. to the end of the show, we can talk about who could possibly win and stuff. Um, I, you kind of covered everything I had to say about this. I don't know why they kept trying to choke slam and lift Farley. It doesn't work that way. Everyone does. Yeah. It's I, like
1: everyone's everyone who wrestles against Fale, their logic goes out the window, and they're like, "Fuck yeah, I can lift that guy. Let's do it." <laughs>
2: what well, Taichi did pretty much just go full baby face before he took his pants off. He was like getting the, the crowd behind him <laughs> Stop. It's so funny.
1: I love it. Remember Taichi go home and now he's getting the crowd to cheer. It's yeah. Fucking insane. I it's love pretty it. pretty
2: great. I, you know, I think the techers were, you know, obviously without them in this tournament, the tournament would have been, you know, would have left a big hole. So they've, uh, they've done really well. And I'm interested to talk about this uh, final night. Of course, uh, more than this night, for sure.
1: Yes, yes, me too. All right, so we've got the Evil Pimp Spoilers versus uh, Yoshihashi and Goto. And Evil Pimp Spoilers sounds like a name Makabe would make up. Uh, no, I thought that would have landed, but didn't. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, I mean, it sounds like some kind of crazy drink that you buy your friend on his birthday that he has to drink. You know the the evil pimp spoiler, you know, and it's got like fucking. Uh... He likes
1: his random three words mushed together, yeah. like great bash heel or dream watch saint. Yeah. So I can easily hear uh, evil pimp spoilers, and that's because uh, Dick Toke is the spoiler news out with evil and Ujiro, of course. And all of them. <laughs> and and here this this is the tag match that features like the. Uh, Losingest of B block and the losingest of A block <laughs> uh, duking it out, which is uh, Pimpy and Yoshihashi, and Ujiro uh, sucker punches Yoshihashi from behind to start, and there's an early headhunter by Yoshi, which makes me think, oh, it's just going to be a short match, uh, but uh, yeah, Yoshihashi and, and Goto, G O double T O for some reason. Uh, they do the those uh, chaos drums on Evil and Togo. You know, you know the ones I'm talking about. I don't know what else to call them. I call them the chaos drums. There
2: you go. Where they're doing
1: the shitty hits on the back of the yeah. Their I I
2: it, I hate it. It pisses me off. They did that to Dick <coughs> Togo. I mean, these are supposed to be the good guys, and they're attacking Dick Togo for no reason. What did he do? What did he do? Nothing. Just standing there.
1: All right. So you're going to be the uh, the Geno Gambino of the of the group. <laughs> I, no, I hate Yoshihashi and uh, Yoshihashi and Goto. I
2: mean, that is well established, Luke. So
1: <laughs> that's the real reason. I think it is, but uh, there's also this uh, abdominal stretch chain that uh, evil uh, Yajiro and Togo does, and it's on Goto. So I thought that would have made you really happy to see that. And uh, y- <laughs> Yoshihashi puts the first butterfly lock on this tour. Ugh. Uh, Unless I've been blind. Uh, I've not missed this hold. And I'm glad it was only on for a short time. So there's some some fun stuff here. And uh, Yoshihashi gets out of Dick Togo's wire. Uh, The the Chaos Boys take out Mm, Arval. It's an R instead of an E. Evil and Togo. And there's a GTR bomb or GTY or GTW, whatever they're calling it. And Goto pins Yajiro. So Yoshihashi and Goto. On ten, uh, I don't know if Yoshihashi's ever gotten to double figures in a tournament before, so good for him. And the evil spoiler pimps are on six.
2: Yeah, <sighs> gosh. Okay, so I, I would have liked this match a lot more if I gave a shit who wins. You know, I mean that's that's a problem with a lot of these tag matches. I don't really care who wins. So, um, you know. <laughs> I, I Ref Chumpy did catch them doing the leverage uh, spot, you know, which is pretty funny. He didn't get uh, chumped out this time. Um, but I just, you know, I don't care about Yoshihashi and Goto. But now we know they have 10 points, so that means that they're in the running for making it to the finals. Oh, my God, what's going to happen with Yoshihashi and Goto? I'm so excited to find out.
1: I know it's like it's like the uh the last night last couple nights of this both shows and you and I are only just bringing out the points now uh yeah uh Mr Andy and I if in case you missed our uh D one coverage we don't like talking about the math too much because sometimes it can spoil matches so uh, yeah we would usually do it right at the end
2: yeah well which... plus you start to think about. You know, how many years you're going to be older after this, minus the ones that, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of questions and things that we can't, you know, it's a lot of my dogs. It, yeah, it, dra- <laughs> it drags the store down,
1: or the, yeah, the, the, the show down for sure. All right. And then we got the odd couple of uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Toriyaru versus Thin Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. And uh, I think uh, Yano and Juice do this fun tug-of-war kind of thing at the start. They're pulling on each other's arms so they can reach back and grab a tag. And, of course, Yano's going to lose that because Juice is just massive. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and um, and, uh, I see Ishii start. I I got a lot of Ishii with one eye at the end instead of the two. So, yeah, but it still reads the same. So, uh, yay me. So Ishi starts chopping David in the corner, and I'm like, uh, "Yeah, expect that shit, David. You just pinned the Never Champ, so it's time to pull out that Never shit. Uh, you, at least you better." Uh, Juice fucks Ishii up on the exposed turn turnbuckle. Uh, spoke Turnbuckle—that's American. exposed corner.
0: Whatever. I
1: guess. Yeah, everyone knows what I mean. There's a cannonball. Uh, everyone has a great sequence with, uh, and uh, yeah. All right, so sometimes I just read this out pretty dry, but uh, I will say that uh, Ishii has had really good sequences with so many people in this tournament, uh, whereas he's doing his strongman comedy bit or he's just having some real never-open kind of shit with people, and it's been awesome to see. Um, oh, news newsflash, Ishii is good in tournament. Yeah. Uh, can you believe that? I wouldn't even make the front page anymore. People would just be like, "Yeah, we already know." Uh, yeah, he just fucking rules. There's an awesome release, German on Juice by Ichi. and uh, Yano tries to cheat with uh, David Finley, but he gets him asked pinned. And geez, they're really cooking with Finley. He's had a few uh, big wins in a row. That... and uh, so we got Fin Juice on ten and the Odd Couple also on ten.
2: I thought that the interactions between Juice and Ishii really kind of stole the show on this yeah. match here. And I'd never seen somebody put a dude in the corner that has no turnbuckle pads on it and then hit a cannonball. That's pretty neat. I've never seen that before. You know, uh, I just there were some fun roll ups from Yano. And I thought the the pin from Finn was kind of cool. You know, he did that kind of cool like side roll up pin. I don't know. You know, it was a match.
1: <laughs> All right, so we got uh, Laundry Boys, which is uh, the Empire Dudes, uh, Jeff Cobb and Grado Khan versus G-O-D, uh, Tamatonga and Tonga Loa. And wow, Tonga Loa looks super fucking cool, in my opinion, in the red and black. Uh, might be biased because I'm an Essendon football club supporter, but uh, I think the red and black really pops. And... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, my wife doesn't like beards that much, by the way, so it's only now that she's uh, watching it, and she's like, oh, I don't mind Tamatonga with the uh, <laughs> the clean shaven look. He looks different. <laughs> he
2: definitely looks different. He looks like 10 years younger, too, you know? So And and I don't know. I like their look now. We'll talk about G.O.D. quite a bit, you know, a little later on, but man, they're, uh, I don't know, they're doing pretty good right now.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, my favourite parts of this match was uh, between Jeff Cobb and Tongaloa. I thought the the big men went at each other really well, and I can't remember if I make that note in a, in the the second night. So I'm just going to bring this up here with you know, regards to Great O'Khan. Um, I need to see a banger from him, and the Akata match was an opportunity for him to produce such a banger, but that was not to be, and it's not all his fault, I know, I've said that before, but I need to see something from him, even if it's in one of these tag matches, like, where I'm just like, oh, holy shit, did you see Greater Khan in this match, he did this, he did this, he did this, and he did this, but he's not doing many moves, and I don't know, man, he's just there, in in my opinion, but, you know, Khan is kind of meh, but but dude is, you know, Cobb's not eating any pins either. So like he's like the go-to of this team. <laughs> <laughs> There's a J- Jado stick hit because Jado always comes out with GOD, Gunstun on Okan and GOD on ten, and uh, Laundry Empire boys on eight.
2: So that's now the third team that is at 10 points. So, hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's interesting how many teams will have 10 points by the end of this night. But, uh, yeah, this was just like cheating the match. Uh, It's kind of boring, honestly, because they spend like even times in and out of the ring. Like, so there's like half the match, they're out of the ring, brawling around, you know. Um, And to quote Giotto, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, I'd say one person's slowing things down. And, not in a way, not, not in a good way, I don't know, yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on Great O'Connor, I need to see something from it. We're
2: him. almost done with this crappy night, and then we can get on to the good shit.
1: Alright, all right. So all right. so we got L.I.J. versus uh Hanare and Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that's L.I.J. meaning uh, Sonata and Shingo, of course, and my first note is I wonder what would happen if Hanare pinned Shingo and I must have uh, said that out loud because Charity's like it depends on how never he thinks he is. (laughs) is, uh, uh, Hanare really wants Shingo and and uh, my wife's like why isn't Hanare as lame now? And I said well is it because he's tagging with uh, Tanahashi? She's like she's like yeah but that's not all of it. And I don't know. This match kind of sold me even more in Hanare. Uh, I was looking forward to some Never Shit. For, my, and, uh, for most of this match, there is a lot of Never Shit with Toa Hanare and Shingo T- Tag matches where two people will be tagged in for ages and they'll just kind of like a normal match. And then interspersed in that match are the other two members. Uh, saving pins or uh, helping with double team like that. Uh, I don't really notice that kind of thing in uh, American tag teams, uh, especially when, uh, you know, uh, know, we're in there for like, what, a good five, ten minutes, just them, you know, and stuff like that. It's more of a Japanese thing. But I really like it because – and I like it to the point where sometimes I'm annoyed when Tanahashi or Sonata get in the ring. I'm like, fuck off. I want to see them fight (laughs) because – I really liked Shingo and Towa Hanare beating the shit out of each other. It was really awesome. But uh, I noticed it didn't take one or two. It took all of Shingo's moves. The Pumping Bomber, the Noshigami, the Made in Japan, and the Last of the Dragon to put Hanare away, which uh, I think is pretty cool. Uh, all right, their score... So they've made two points this whole tournament, uh, Towa Hanare and Hiroshi Tanahashi. But uh, I've really enjoyed their matches. Uh, T- Tanahashi's always out there having fun, and it's allowed everyone to see a little bit more of Honare. So we just need to gimmick uh, instead of a tough islander uh, stereotype. But yeah, I liked it. Good match.
2: How many points does Lij have? I, I think I didn't quite hear you ten. say that. So they have ten points. So now that's four yeah. teams with ten points, folks. That's that's forty points altogether. I think. At minus three years, I'm not sure, uh, but the point is, so that's four teams that can make the finals, but only two can make the finals, you see, so that makes it a little exciting.
1: Well, only two can make the finals, If apparently, if Yoshihashi and Goto win, because then there'll be a three-way tie, because of tiebreakers and shit, which made me think that they weren't winning against Finjuice, but uh, we'll get to that. Uh, because uh, they don't usually do three-way ties in New Japan. They very rarely do three-way matches in New Japan pro wrestling. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I thought it would go. Uh, unless you want to say more about this uh, this LIJ, uh, Tana, And a total match. I can move on to the BOSJ. Yeah,
2: let's wrap up. Uh, World Tag League's uh, run as single shows and move on to Best of Super Juniors Night 8, which is uh, the last single show of Best of Super Juniors. And man, this one was a fucking blast. This venue, it has a balcony. Now, Luke, I don't know how you feel about balconies, but I am a massive fan of balconies. And if you ever, if you're ever out there, you're listening to this. And you ever get a chance to watch wrestling, pro wrestling, from a balcony, fucking do it. It is the greatest view you will ever see of wrestling. And it's awesome. You can tell the men from the boys or however that saying goes when you're watching from that angle. Because, like, fuck-ups look ten times worse. And, like, you can see everything that's going on. It's like a really, it's not the right Not the correct angle for watching it, but it's so good because then the guys that are really great shine. And man, it's, I don't know, I love it. I was super jealous of those people sitting in that balcony.
1: Fair enough. Uh, I've never sat in a balcony and watched wrestling. That's now on my bucket list. But most of the venues in Australia where they have fucking wrestling shows, they don't really have balconies.
2: It's rare. Yeah, it's rare. That's why I pointed it out because it's fucking cool. And I have many. Meandering thoughts about these next two shows. I'll tell you what.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I look forward to some meandering. Oh, you so we're remember. in uh, Kagoshima for this night, and it's uh, Show versus Yuya Uramura. Fuck me, the show beat the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, but uh, Yuya does hit a double underhook uh, like a jerk. Uh, show puts Yuya in the crab. Uh, Yuya powers out, but uh, shock hour soon after. And show on 12 points and you're on zero.
2: Wow, that's all you got. Okay, so this is not a juniors match. This is a heavyweight <clears throat> match. So that's what they did. They did a heavyweight match. They had all the, like, hallmarks of your your uh, main event heavyweight matches. You got the dick measuring, mm-hmm. the shoulder tackle challenges, the power moves, you know. And it had just a little bit of flippy stuff in it, you know. But, uh Yuya hitting that double arm suplex uh, was pretty cool. The crowd loved it, but then Show just did it to him. He just like said, hey, fuck you, and then did the same thing to him, and then put him in that Boston Brab, like you were saying. I thought that Yuya had some really fun comebacks in this match. You know, Show did, a, gr- did. He did a great job of working heel without turning heel, and um, this is some fantastic shit, and it's just a taste of some of the fantastic shit we have to come, because this night is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And I think that's what Show brings to a lot of his uh, juniors matches. Uh, he's got a very never style, I guess, a bit more of a heavyweight style than a lot of other juniors. So uh, I, I, I love that. I oh, really yeah. do. And uh, we got uh, a match I really, really liked. We've got, uh, all right, <clears throat> uh, because of last week's uh, voicemail by Dave, uh, do do we wanna uh, settle on a pronunciation for uh uh you know, dalkie, dookie, or Doki, or do we just wanna keep uh, fucking around with it just to drive people nuts?
2: Well let's you know actually Luke, let's um let's defer to the experts and let's find out how it's actually pronounced. Uh hang on one uh, second, let's hear.
0: It. Doki chokey Doki Chokey
2: Okay, so it's uh. pronounced dokie chokey. That's how you say right. it. Is that? Oh wait, no. Doki. That's that's the move. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I right, said so Doki.
2: <laughs> I'm going to continue to call him dokey forever. Um, but every once in a while, the I may, Doki. I may, uh, you know, call him something else. I'm not sure. So we'll see.
1: <laughs> awesome. Would it be awesome? Uh, so, uh, oh fuck! I nearly went to dowkey again. Was it? How how's it again? Dokey um, dokey chokey. I just got to think dokey chokey right. All right, so Doki almost breaks his pole and uh, shakes his fist at Milano Collection. Doki uh, tries to jump uh, Bushi and dresses and uh, in a shirt and tie, Bushi throws his ass outside, uh, runs the ropes, jumps out, and catches Doki with a runner, which I thought was fucking awesome. And I really like that draping DDT uh, that uh, Bushi always does on the apron. It's like it, if people don't always watch New Japan wrestling and just listen nice. it's like Randy Orton's draping DDT, but on the other side and much cooler. And uh, yeah, so uh, I would say uh, Dookie Dooky, whatever, takes a lot of punishment in this one. There's multiple fucking DDTs and code breakers and all this kind of shit. Like Bushi just kicks his ass for quite a quite a bit of this match, but. Uh, uh, Doki survives with a pin and he beats his w- score from last year, which was two because last year he only beat Red Narita. So this year <laughs> he has two wins. He is skyrocketing in terms of, uh, uh, his, uh, well, he just, he, he just did better than last year, which He cool. doubled it. But he doubled
2: his score. He
1: doubled his fucking score, dude. And, uh, this was a bit of a, Oh, well, look, it, it didn't really matter, I guess, because neither man can win the best of Super Junior, so it's a bit of, uh, just a bit of point evening up, I guess, but uh, I was quite happy to see uh, uh, Doki get his second win in the tournament, because he's been phenomenal.
2: So you just said something interesting, you said, this match didn't really matter, and something that you could say about some wrestlers in New Japan, and some, some matches, and not I'm not going to... You know, maybe we'll get into which ones these are, but uh, some of the matches that don't matter, they kind of mail it in sometimes, and that happens. You know, that Mm -hmm. happens in wrestling. However, that did not happen in this match. Holy shit. This match is fucking incredible. It's so good. That hot start's amazing that you described, it's pretty great. Um, you know, there's all these, like, these fucking Doki Choki counters that are great. Counters to signature moves right and left, including Bushi hitting a Codebreaker to counter the Daybreak DDT, which is fucking yeah. amazing, right? Um, it was pretty neat. I, I There was, like, all these... What what was it? Uh, he countered the MX with the Lucha Libre Technique Arm Trap Pin thing. Um, I thought Dookie was so good in this and thought Bushi's timing and just everything he did was unbelievable. Uh you know, Dookie laughs in Bushy's face and makes the amazing huevos gesture at the crowd on his way out and I love that so much. And it uh it also leaves an opening for a storyline going forward between these two guys. You know, uh we'll see what happens, I'm, but I would sure like to see that match again, man. I thought that was, was tremendous.
1: Just about to say the exact same thing. I would like to see this match again. Speaking of matches I'd like to see again, uh, we have El Desperado versus Robbie Eagles. Oh, man, I fucking thought this match was, was super cool. There's some great lucha stuff and high-flying stuff from both guys. And uh, El, El Desperado is, of course, working the leg because he's got that stretch muffler submission hold. And they're selling. He's sold, sold that... Uh, legs really well so he'd go up for his high moves or he'd go up to try and do something and his leg would buckle under him or something like that i really like that it it it's all it wasn't quite like i think i think naito does botch selling the best do you know what i mean who, who did you Where say it looks naito
2: yes yeah definitely
1: i'm not saying like he's botching but it looks like a botch but it's not it's naito going ah oh, i'm fucked so uh, I think he does. He's he's like the fucking gold standard of uh, making that kind of stuff look good. But Robbie was pretty good at that stuff in this match too. There's a great uh, muffler counter to a pin. Uh, and then then El, El Desperado breaks a Ron Miller special with a uh, rake to the eyes. There's a fucking El Pinche Loco and El Desperado, the fucking Super Junior Tag or the Junior Tag Champ on twelve. And Robbie Eagles on six. Uh, Robbie Eagles, not a high score, but he's another guy I've really enjoyed, like, all of his matches as well. So uh, I thought this was really awesome. most action-packed, even with the long submission segments. It never really slowed down for me. And uh, if they ever want to wrestle again, uh, hook that shit up to my veins.
2: Well, I was going to say the pace of this match is much different than the first two or first couple matches that we saw. Those are much faster paced, and yeah. this one was had a much slower pace, which is nothing wrong with that. It's just a little different. It's a little more uh, technical, you know, with that kind of stuff. And I mm-hmm. kind of didn't really like this until Robbie slipped on that uh, – on that springboard move, and I was like, okay, then now we're talking, you know, we got something going on here, and they had this really cool series of roll-ups, I don't think I've ever seen before, that was pretty neat, Um, you know, and Desperado would turn all these roll-ups into stretch muffler opportunities, you know, and that's something he's been really great at, is kind of figuring out different ways to put that move on, and you never expect it, you know, it's it's pretty neat. I don't know. He does a good job at that. He'll just turn a normal pin into that all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, that's kind of neat. You know, I, I think because I've seen so many wrestlers use the ankle lock that like when you see Taguchi do something like that, you're like, well, yeah, I've seen Kurt Angle do that. Or I've seen, you know, five other guys do that. But, yeah. you know, not too many people have used the stretch muffler effectively. So very interesting for that. Uh, you did miss like there at the very end, <clears throat> not only... Did uh he get a pinche loco, but he uh Desperado hit a close fist punch right to uh That's right right to Eagles uh that kind of gave him the opportunity for the win behind the ref's back. A little cheaty cheat.
1: What a bastard. <laughs> but uh I, I can't remember a point I was going to make because I was listening to you talk rather than waiting for you to finish talking. Oh. So hey, I'm being a good podcaster. Nah, Woo!
2: not really. <laughs>
1: Who cares? I mean, don't listen to me. Nobody listen to me. Come on. What? Uh, All right, so... (laughs) Oh, man.
2: Uh, All right, so we got another match coming up, right? Or what are we doing here? Yeah,
1: all right, so... This match is weird to me. It feels out of place. Is it unwelcome? Hell no. Because we see Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito, but uh, it doesn't compute much to my brain because I think it takes away from some of the Super Junior stuff because you know you've got your uh, double champ there and his challenger. Um, I think it would have worked better on maybe this coming Friday during you know where, which is uh, you know the finals for both World Tag League and the Best of Super Juniors for this return, but I guess they wanted to fit them in fit both men in here to go, Oi, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up, start getting excited. But uh, it's still weird. It's still weird for my, for my brain. But we've got uh, Tomo Akihoma, Satoshi Kojima and Koto Ibushi versus L.I.J. That's Sonata, Shingo and Naito. It's also weird for me because Sonata and Shingo are now wrestling three nights in a row, which is, I, I'm like, my brain, it, why would they agree to this match? It'd be because all right, I know in real life it's just their job and Gator's like, oh, we need you guys to wrestle again and they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. But in terms of their characters, why would they agree to that when they're in a tournament and having another match in between? will fucking weaken them for their next match. It just hurts my brain. But just ignore all of that and ignore all your expectations because, oh, there's two people that I feel like they built built up by having them never get pinned. And the first one to where that that comes to a crescendo is in this match. And, uh, look, it is good to see Ibushi and Naito again. And, yeah, there's that really nice uh, Naito-Ibushi tease at the start. The crowd's going fucking nuts. So, you know, what do I know? Uh, You know, this match highlights that, uh, for me, in my opinion, and I know you're going to strongly disagree with it because they're pretty good as a close-knit smaller faction but uh, it's just one of the examples i'm like yeah even when evil was in lij i thought they needed at least one more member just one more now that uh, evil has uh, switched to bullet club I, I think lij needs two members uh just to kind of flesh them out and to pick up the slack when you need when everyone else is busy and you need someone to be in a tag match like this but whatever it's uh, it's cool seeing uh, machine gum chops on Sonata, and I I thought for sure, dude, that his reward for not winning any matches is to be like, well, I don't get to lose either. Uh, yeah, who, who are you? T-
2: who are you talking about? Honma. Oh, gotcha.
1: So I thought Honma was getting pinned here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not. It's not the case. Sonata pins satoshi (laughs) kojima
2: what a waste and
1: then uh naito throws homer into the railing i think he pretty much just uh, shoves the ref out as well with his foot like get the fuck out of here (laughs) look yeah it's a fun match it's a fine match i'm just like why is this match and yeah
2: well, this match is happening so that we can whet our appetite. I mean, they, you know, they're just reminding the fans. That's it. And these guys are wrestlers. So they answered all your questions about why would they wrestle in this match? It's because that's what they do. That's what their job is, is to wrestle. So <clears throat> Booker Man says go wrestle. That's what they do. And I came up with a new name for this tag team of Hanma and Satoshi Kojima. It's Mr. Bread and Mr. Head. So there you go. Hey! That's, that's, that's pretty great. Um, <clears throat> obviously this match is all about Ibushi and Naito getting the first chance to get their hands on each other since uh, all the shenanigans that's happened in the past. Uh, Ibushi's really fired up. Uh, Naito's indifferent. And I love the fact that that like character trait of him being indifferent and the disrespect that it it uh, kind of shoves in the face of his opponents. It's awesome. Um, I don't know. I thought that uh, Shingo was pretty fun in this match. And and I see Shingo starting to heat up a little bit, man. Like, where he's really starting to, like, do Shingo stuff like we've seen in the past. And my goodness, especially this last match we'll talk about where he's just on fire. So that's kind of what I'm watching is that type of stuff. It's fine. I don't have a problem with this match. I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, here's me complaining about a match that I thought was uh, perfectly fine. And lots of fun with a surprise we finish. So uh, I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Wato versus Ishimori. My first note is confusing to my soul. It says Ishimori gets lured in by Ishimori. I'm like what? But uh, it's Wato. He gets lured in by Ishimori and uh, throws Wato towards a rail. And and he and he jumps. <laughs> yeah, he throws Rato towards a rail. Wato jumps over it. And then uh, he jumps onto it and hits the champ with the, this kind of European uppercut. Don't know why I wrote German uppercut. It is the European uppercut. They do it in all of Europe, whereas uh, obviously only Germans do the German suplex. <laughs> so it's it, it, just think, uh, just think, everyone are like uh, one of those things that Cesaro would do on people. So yeah, it's something like that. Really cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, Ishimori grounds Wato for a lot of this match, like submissions thrown repeatedly, submissions galore, repeatedly thrown into the corner, and uh, I think he's doing his job good. He's getting heat, so uh, you know the crowd will get behind Wato, which is really cool shit. There's some great sequences, and they're like a tilt war, well backbreaker by Wato. I quite liked Wato in this match, by the way, in case you can't tell. And uh, I, at one point here, I thought Wato got a three uh but red she says no and i'm like ah bullshit i heard it i heard the hand hit the mat that's three motherfuckers start playing wato's music way to the grandmaster and shit but no bloody cross and ishimori at 12 wato at eight
2: wato gets eight points maybe he'll get to 10 we'll find out but man that's a pretty good showing in his first um best of super juniors now I, I want to talk about water real quick. This match is fine. It's exactly what you expect. It's a fast paced, uh, high work rate match. You know, uh, it's exactly what you want it to be. I don't have much to say about it other than that, but I've heard this, this theory posed a few times now. I've read it on the intertubes. tubes. Um, have you heard about this, this theory about master Wado and what his character name means and what this is all leading to? Have you heard
1: about this? Luke? Does it mean that he's actually going to meet a grandmaster or something?
2: Well, no. The, the the idea is that he's on his way to being the grandmaster, and the grandmaster is Tiger Mask. And that um, the Wato is is have has this goofy gimmick right now to kind of get him in with kids and and people start to whet their appetite. But eventually, he is going to be awarded the Tiger Mask, when Tiger Mask 4 retires and become Tiger Mask 5. That is the... Are the, you serious? That's the theory that, that fans are posing on the internet. We don't. I don't know that this is anything that's real, but it's uh it's an interesting story. What do you think of that?
1: Don't suggest shit that's cool to me that doesn't happen. How dare you? Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, and it would also eliminate the blue hair. Uh, I don't <laughs> mind the blue everything, but the, the blue hair... Um, Blue ba da ba da. Do you remember that no, song? Did stop. you have it up there? Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Yeah. No. <clears throat> I have. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll stop. Um, I, I, I kind of, I'd love that actually. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, you'd love, not that song, you'd love Water no. Being. Okay. All right. Thank you. Tiger yeah. Mask 5. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I mean, yeah. there has to be one. We, You know, we found out that Tiger Mask 4 has been out with diverticulitis. That's why we haven't seen him. However... You know, he's training again. Brock and it, what's that? he
1: got Brock disease.
2: Yes, yes. He's been hanging out with Paul Heyman. They, they've they been eating lots of uh, gritty, like, uh, sand-type stuff, and that's what, how it happened to him. Uh, but it's just one of those things where he should be back soon, and if that's something that maybe in a year's time they can work on, it could be something that would be neat. I don't know. I just – there always is a plan with these guys. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's not – you know, it's not just he's going to be blue-haired wander forever, and uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen next. But it's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Thanks, intertubes, as as you call it. You're welcome. Uh, that, yeah, that's how everyone uses the gigantic uh, planetary tube system. Uh, yeah, Something that's like when that. YouTube gets its name from uh-huh. those uh, internet tubes. Also, porn tube.
2: That's where it gets its name too,
1: <laughs> or so I hear. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's uh, yeah, pawn tune. No, when and uh, you can type in Yoshihashi and it's just him smiling. All right, <laughs> so, so it's <laughs> all right, so we got Hiromu Takahashi and Ryusuke Taguchi, and a uh, bit of a fun start here. Both men running the ropes in opposite directions, then Taguchi stops, and it's just Hiromu running <laughs> the ropes constantly. <laughs> then a drop kick on Taguchi. Now, uh, Taguchi tries the ankle lock outside, uh, and uh, Romu dodges a hip attack like he's fucking cool as shit, which is, I, I thought uh, is absolutely true. Uh, now, uh, both guys keep, <laughs> I like how both guys keep psyching each other out, but uh, I did not like, like, well, they'll keep psyching each other out, like they'll go for a move, and then and then the other rest will react, and then haha, I didn't do that move, and then you know they'll, they'll progress the match from there. But um as as with is usual, you know, as is normal with these matches, didn't like the pants down stuff, but once they got over that pants down hump, uh, I thought the match was awesome again. And I thought for a little little tiny bit, tiny bit, Teguchi would pull off the upset. But come on, Hiromu is one of the most over guys in New Japan. He's especially the most over junior for sure. And uh, yeah, so uh, I really think uh, my my prediction of show was pretty optimistic. When uh, you've got a guy who's pretty much like on top of his game, and probably having most of the best matches in the tournament. So Hiromu is on twelve. He rolled up to Toguchi, and Toguchi's on six. Oh, and uh, I wrote because uh, I'm as it was happening, but there's a diving through the ropes hip attack onto Hiromu, which looked pretty cool too.
2: That's hard to do. No kidding, man. There, There's some fun comedy shenanigans, but I liked how the comedy shenanigans kind of woven through the match. That's hard to say. Uh, but uh, it made me remember Hiromu versus Yano too. Remember that? That was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah that's some good stuff. So, uh, you know, there's a situation where Taguchi scares Hiromu into taking a bump in the corner, and then the next time uh, Taguchi tries it, Hiromu scares Taguchi, like, that. you know, just kind of stuff like that. But Taguchi turns mean at one point, and things get very, very stiff all of a sudden, and that was fun. And it gets more and more intense uh, up until the, you know, with every exchange, it just keeps getting more and more intense. Taguchi tries to do a time bomb and pays for it, man, and that that was that was good stuff. You know, you should pay for trying to do somebody else's move. I mean, Hiromu invented that move, so of course he would know how to counter it, and that's that's what happened. So, pretty good stuff. And um, was this big match Taguchi, Luke?
1: Yeah, uh, it was pretty close. Uh, take out the butt stuff, and uh, yeah, I think uh, this is pretty... Pretty big match uh, to Gucci. Okay. Wish we kind of seen uh, more of that throughout this tournament. He's just obsessed with uh, with uh, having his pants pulled down and showing everyone his uh, his undies. So mm.
2: now we don't have to go through all the scenarios, but we got the last night coming up here, and yeah. who could possibly win the best of super juniors? We talked about all four teams that could win World Tag Ooh. League. Who could win? best the Super Juniors.
1: All right, so we got a few members, a few people on twelve. We've got uh, Hiromu on twelve, Ishimori on twelve, El Desperado also on twelve, and Show on twelve. So Show needs to win his next match. If he wins, he's in, uh, because I'm pretty sure he beat both Hiromu. Uh, he uh, yeah, he's got tie breaks over a couple wrestlers. So uh, if, if uh, Show wins, he's in. Uh, but uh, his his last match is, I think, against the champ. I think now uh, if El Des, you know, El Desperado is on twelve, so I think uh, he needs to win as well. But he has tie breaks over both Hiromu and El- uh, Ishi- Ishimori, so he beat uh, he beat both those men. Uh, Ishimori uh, he needs El Desperado to lose, and I think he needs show to lose in order for him to progress so it's a little complicated for ishimori and i think uh romu depending on some of the wins and losses in other matches then romu's just gonna win so i think the easiest path is show and everyone else is a little more tangled so uh yeah
2: i think it's funny when you start to get to playoff time and you know, in a sport or in this part of a tournament for wrestling, and and they describe someone as controlling their own destiny, which is the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard. I hate that so much. I hate announcing cliches. I fucking hate them. And so, like, you know, he's. Do you want to know
1: what my least favorite cliche is?
2: What's that? He's changed the complexion of this match. Right, yeah, that's terrible. He's Here he comes with a head of steam. Get that shit out of here. I don't want to hear it ever again. That's why I cannot watch WWE with the sound up. I can't do it. It's just all cliches. It's terrible. We all know it. But, uh, but yeah, so exciting. Big uh, night nine. Now, I got a little surprised because I had no idea this was a combined show. And you told me before I watched it because I didn't watch this live because it was at fucking four in the morning. But uh, this was a big show feel here man it's like almost back to normal so close man this this show is pretty special to me anyway yeah. i really enjoyed this
1: that's right so uh so we are at the uh, world tag league uh, final round also the best of super juniors 27 final round we are in fukuoka uh, fukuoka I, I think i said it right the first time you did yes i did all right so this is like the first rounds of both tournaments so we've got ten matches. It's an extravaganza. We're going to get. Uh, oh man, this is a really good night as well. The only unfortunate thing is um about the juniors is the only reason they start first and and thus don't main event the whole show is because Yuyu Urumura is in the tournament and Young Lions open the open the whole thing uh, always. So uh, that's. Yeah, well it is what it is. I would have preferred maybe a Super Juniors finale, even though uh, I quite like the finale that we get anyway. But that's okay. So we start off with Yuya Uremura and Robbie Eagles. And I thought this one started out hot and it never really slowed down. You know, Yu- Yuya had quite a lot of counters in this. I'd say, yeah, this is one of the closest matches Yuya Uremura had. Uh, but, uh, of course, Ron Miller special. That's the leg submission hold that Robbie Eagles does. And uh, Robbie Eagles at eight. Yuya Uramura, sadly, on zero.
2: If you're interested in what a Robbie Eagles match looks like, meaning he's calling his spots, he's doing his shit. Oh, boy. it's uh, Sorry, creaky chair. Yeah, I'm talking, so you gotta make noise. I get it. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, so Robbie Eagles' matches are this match. This is what he like. He's calling the match. This is his match. That's what this is. Um, he follows his plan to a T. He gets the. I have the Lee Marvin special. I don't know why I have that, but um, he has. He gets that and he wins. So I mean, you know, it, how do you think Yu did
1: in the tournament? Fantastic. He had a. He had a lot of really good matches. I think uh, a lot of wrestlers did uh, re- really well, and they didn't have to like put him over as much as they do. Uh, especially maybe uh, Ishimori, because he's the champ. He didn't have to put him over as much as he did. Same with Hiromu, and uh, a whole bunch of other wrestlers. So no one really chumped Yuu out, and which is appreciative. They don't usually chump out their their uh, young lions, which is. Uh, Always appreciative. You know they're going to lose, but, you, you know, it's it's never, you know, a squash or anything like that. So, yeah, I think uh, I think it was really cool. I think uh, you should fuck off for a little while, in, and I mean that in the nicest way possible so he can go on an excursion and then get his ass back because, uh, yeah, I'll miss the guy. Uh, and I think the commentators were saying that uh, usually when a young lives in a tournament like this, I'll piss off on excursion. And all that kind of stuff. So maybe that, that's what they're doing with Yuya. Or maybe they'll hold on to him at least for a couple more months or whatever while uh, everyone gets their asses vaccinated and shit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it must be really hard to be a young lion right now. So Mr. Andy, what did you think of Yuya or more?
2: <laughs> I, I thought he did pretty good. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, move them to the... Frost or give him the belt, you know, and I think that's a little premature. I think he did an outstanding job, and I think that uh, the future's bright for New Japan, as it always is. I'm interested to talk about Wado when we get through his match tonight, to talk about yeah. the differences between the two, and why some people think that Yuyamura did better than Wado in this tournament, which I do not agree. Uh, but yeah, I thought he did pretty great. I'm, I'm really happy with him, and I can't wait to see what he does next
1: yeah, agreed. Uh, next match we have is, uh, a world tag League match. It's pretty fucking fun too. We've got, the uh, evil spoiler pimps, you know, evil, Yujiro, of course, accompanied company, uh, Dick Togo and the buffoons. So it's Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Buffoons, Ah, Farley and Chase, of course. And, uh, Ejiro, Oh man, you're a funny bastard sometimes, I swear. Uh, Yujiro and Chase get a start and, uh, and Yujiro's like, wait, 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 wait. Hey, Peter, Peter, come out. Right. And I'm just like, no, he just uses it to distract Chase and try to get a pin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, uh, then later on, uh, Ujira hands, like Chase's pimp cane and then lies down doing a Eddie Guerrero routine, which I fucking like too. Togo almost gets caught by the ref with his wire. And, uh, Chase pushes Yujiro uh, into him and then a roll up You'd with his feet on the ropes.
2: <laughs> was just one. And he couldn't quite get them both up there, you know?
1: Yeah. And you've got Yujiro uh, and Evil on six and Fale and uh, Chase on six as well.
2: At the beginning of this match, Gino Gambino was doing some Kojima math to try to figure out how Fale's team could still win, even though they've been eliminated already, which is pretty fun. And he also refers to Dick Togo as the health and safety officer of Bullet Club, and that's what he's there to do is to keep everybody safe. This was fun, just goofy shenanigans. Uh, one observation I did have is that Dick Togo gets up on the apron, he's getting ready to use the garage, and he does the Jerry Lawler thing. So Jerry Lawler would reach into his trunks, he'd, he'd pull his hand way up in the air and reach deep into his trunks and pull out the nucks or whatever, and then show them to everybody, but the ref can't see it, right? And so he did that same thing with the garage, just showed it to everybody, but the ref couldn't see it, but he didn't and he got knocked off the apron in a poorly timed spot, but um it was still just fun. I love that that hilarious bullshit about wrestling where you have to act for the last row. You gotta, you know, play it up, act huge, and he does a great job of that. I thought it was fun. You know, it was a short match, it was a fun match.
1: Yeah. There's a couple of short matches, I guess, tonight because they want to uh have some of the later matches uh go for long, which is uh always what happens when you've got a stack card with like a fucking ten matches on it. All right, so next match, we have uh, Doki versus Taguchi. I'm like, yay. And uh, I tweeted this out, but uh, I'll pose the question to you, Mr. Andy. How long until red underwear appears on the token shop?
2: Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. Jeez. And uh,
1: and uh, me and someone on Twitter were talking about this. Uh, she said uh, on, the, on the back of it should have the... Uh, the New Japan Lions logo, and I said on the front of it should be a sixty-nine,
2: <laughs> or funky weapon on the back, huh, right? Yeah, yeah, or a
1: funky weapon. Yeah, yeah so you know, red red undies, red Taguchi undies uh, should be on the token shop, uh, and uh, you yeah, know, I, I don't think I'd buy a pair, but you know, the amount of times we see his underwear, uh, they should capitalize on on, on that.
2: I think that's Japanese me. people would buy it. They buy a lot of weird shit off that shop. So I, I think they'd buy it.
1: Dude, they hand wrestles the towels so they could have their sweat. Like, what are you going to do? Fucking clone <laughs> yourself a version of him or something? Like what the, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I don't, brain hurt. Yeah. I don't, it's just a Japanese. Thing,
2: you know, yes. worn, worn ring gear is a, that's a, there's a whole market for that shit. And every once in a while I see like wrestlers posting, Hey, I finally have to sell this ring gear. And it's like, it's ring-worn, and I'm like, gosh, I don't want that. Um, I used to go to this place uh, in Dayton, and we they had all kinds of wrestlers there. I'll probably end up telling lots of stories from that sh- from that place over the years, or over the time we do the show. But uh, Sammy Callahan was from that area. He was constantly at this promotion, and when he first got back from NXT, he would show up and wrestle all the time. And he, uh, he sold, one time he sold his ring-worn singlet from NXT or whatever. And one of these goofy dudes uh, that was there at the show bought it and then put it on over top of his clothes. And, <laughs> and just walked around like that the whole night. It was really funny. And by the way, Sammy Callahan is like four feet tall. He is very short.
1: Really? Yeah. What's he doing? Where is he? I don't care. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Right, so <laughs> we're on uh, Doki choke Doki versus Teguchi, and uh, Teguchi's bum gets uh, gets whacked by Doki's pole. Uh, sorry, Doki's pole. And uh, this was a fine match, and once again, I did not like the fucking bum stuff. Otherwise, it was great fun, plenty of counters and Doki chokies, and Doki is awesome, but. Uh, I thought this might be a little bit of an evening up of points, because this match does not matter. So I thought it might be like another Doki win, 8 on 6 Doki doesn't need extra points, but nope, uh, Dodon and Teguchi on 8, and Doki on 4.
2: Well, you know who else who hates the bum stuff, and that's, that's Dookie. He hates it so much that he attacked the funky weapon with the pole. Which was yeah. amazing. That was really funny. We got uh, Taguchi hitting a roaring, funky weapon, which I've never seen before. That was amazing. Um, and then, you know, there's a certain part of the match. We're all waiting for it. You know, we know it's going to happen. We got know on commentary. We got Dookie in the ring. It's coming. And all of a sudden, it happens.
0: Donkey, jerky! Donkey, jerky!
2: And, uh, you know, the Doki Choki happens, and Gino freaks out, and it's amazing. That was one of my favorite parts of the match. Um, you know, Doki controlled the match uh, for almost the whole thing, with, like, Taguchi making comebacks and stuff and, and all that. And I don't know if you heard this, but this uh, this win for Taguchi was his 70th win in Best of the Super Juniors, and I think he has the most wins of anybody, and
1: that's pretty cool. Has he ever won the tournament? Yeah, in
2: 2012.
1: Okay. We talked well, uh, about that once okay yeah yeah uh my memory not good i understand uh, so. my friend i understand yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how many times someone's like like a regular listener has uh, tuned into this show and going like all right luke's already talked about this so we talked about that now luke's now here's luke's disclaiming that he might have talked about this already and yep sure enough yep i've heard that before wonder how often that happens is there a drinking game for that or is it on the checklist Ooh. Have yeah. I like crossed anything off the checklist tonight? I have several new spots
2: on the checklist too by the way. Let me mark one off real quick. Hold on. Darky
0: jerky.
2: Okay, got it. Got it. That's one more marked off there. Hang on, hang on. I think I got No, no, not 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 wait. Darky jerky. Yeah, there we go.
0: Dunky jerky.
2: Okay, mark those off real quick so
1: it's good to know. Is 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 that what it's called when uh... Darky's having alone time as well. All right, moving on. Turkey, turkey. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell! All right. So the next match is a <laughs> bit of a. <laughs> that was fun. What was that sound again? Bite? What? What you play?
0: Darky, Darky,
1: Darky, Darky. Oh, that's fun. I. I I, I, I have missed Gino. I have missed him so, so, so much. Uh, I know he's been doing commentary throughout the whole tour, but um, I'm either watching live or if I'm watching I'm watching it back, and uh, not enough time has passed for the uh, English one to be up yet. So uh, <laughs> this was the first night I heard Gino on tour because I'm pretty sure the first opening night of both tournaments was, uh, was rocky.
2: Well, um, I- I'm going to tell you, Luke, that I have a feeling we're gonna be hearing from Gino a lot on this podcast. That's all I got to say. Just, just, a, yeah. just a little inkling that he, you know, his voice may show up on here a few more times
1: in the future. Because he's fucking funny as fuck. <laughs> he's pretty funny. Yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when when there's a really really big match, and you, you'll notice it, I guess a, a bit more when maybe he's doing the uh, never open uh, title match commentaries. He does. He does. Pretty well, like, oh, like, you know, really, yeah, he sells pretty good. Anyway, uh, we got Toa Hanare and Hiroshi Tanahashi. And uh, this match was a fucking surprise for me, dude. Uh, the GOD, uh, they jumped him during uh, Toa Hanare and Tana's entrances. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tonga Loa puts on Hanare's jacket like a big douchebag. And there's a nice little sequence with uh, Toa and Hanare. And I was. Uh, If this match was a little longer, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of those two going at it. But uh, the gorillas, they're just not fucking around. And there's some brutal scorpion deathlocks by Tama on Tanahashi's fucked up legs. And here we go. Tanahashi taps the fuck out. That's huge. Tama Tonga just tapped out Hiroshi Tanahashi. So now Tama Tonga has his own version of the TTO. (laughs) And we've got the G.O.D. on twelve. They're still in contention, and uh, Toa and Tana on two.
2: This was almost a squash match, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was like the good guys barely got any offense in, which is fine with me. And um, you know, and after the match, they in order Tanahashi's selling. He's about to die. His leg, his leg is separated from his body, and so they tape it back on there with two bags of ice. And I was wondering, have we ever talked about the bags of ice on the show?
1: I I don't know, man. I repeat myself all the time, but probably, but let's talk about them.
2: Well, okay, so the winners of a New Japan match celebrate in the ring. They may sell a little bit, but they celebrate in the ring. And then the losers get bags of ice for their injuries, and they sell like, like they're dead. It's so funny. It happens every time. I think the only mm-hmm. time we mentioned it was when – Tanahashi actually had a bag of ice thrown at him and he sold it. And like he sold a, it. Yeah, that's funny. So, <laughs> and the crowd laughs. Yeah. <laughs> so those bags of ice are always. And I've always wondered if there's really ice in there, or if it's just rocks. You know what I mean? It's just rocks. And that's, you know, because I mean, otherwise they'd have to have ice on hand all the time. And where could you find ice in a big stadium like that?
1: Yeah. Um, that's sarcasm. I know it is. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Also, sometimes it doesn't even look like a bag of ice. Sometimes it looks like they're putting like a a bag of water on them or something.
2: Yeah, it looks like the the hot water bottle that, you know, you would put on your head if you were a cartoon character with a thermometer sticking out of your mouth to signify that you are, in fact, sick.
1: Yes. That's the only way you can convey illness in cartoons, though. (laughs) I I know that for a fact. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right. So, wow. uh, Shocking. Uh, match it was short it makes Tana uh, Tama Tonga look pretty cool too because uh, that's big for him yeah that uh, doesn't tapping, happen tapping at, Tana Hoshi ta- doesn't
2: tap out so that's a big deal
1: I've watched for oh I remember the point I was going to make to you earlier by the way and yeah. uh, it's regarding El Desperado now you've probably been, you know, probably you've definitely been watching him, him for longer than I have has he gotten better or was he always this good and I've just noticed He's- this year
2: He's certainly gotten better. I mean, he's always been really good, but much like Doki or, you know, Bushi or other guys, I mean, you know, all these guys can go. It's just a matter of what kind of push they're getting as to how good they look a lot of times. You know, I mean, Dokie for years wasn't allowed to do shit. I guess a year he wasn't allowed to do shit and now he's allowed to do all kinds of stuff and it's amazing. So, you know, that, like I said, that we've talked about it before. New Japan, it's all about long-term storytelling and part of that long-term is sucking for a while. You know, they, they don't, you know, it, when you're going to be a mid-card or lower-card guy that they heat up every once in a while, you're not going to get that immediate push and that's fine, you know, because a lot of times you need to adjust to the style and you need to learn it. So,
1: yep. So, yeah, uh, I just needed to get that out there. So, thank you for that. So, we got uh, our next match, Best of Super Juniors again. We got Hiroshi versus uh, Way to the Grandmaster, Wato. And, of course, I don't, I'm not mentioning it. I usually don't say it straight away, but, uh, you know, uh, G.O.D. come out with, with um TikToker comes out with the Evil Pimps and who? Uh, uh, Hiryoshi Tenzan comes out with Wato all the time. But we got Wato with a uh, drop kick to start. But uh, very soon there's a sunset powerbomb with Wato trying to hold on, but not quite <laughs> making it. Uh, Hiromu, who's mocking uh, Tenzan's chops, which is pretty funny, but he tried to charge it up too much and he gets beat up a bit. There's some uh, pretty cool hearts. It's fun, which I really liked, but uh, I never for a second thought Hiromu was losing this time bomb. And Wato ate Hiromu on 14.
2: Okay, so this hot start here, um, it ended with Wato not wanting to take that apron bomb bump. He's like, no, yeah. I don't, and nobody wants to take that. It reminded me of something that I haven't thought about for a while. When I first, well, I guess it's, you know, like six months into knowing Lexus Montez, uh, who's been on our show before, he was doing tons of Japanese moves in his in his like, matches, and he would do the apron bomb. And it was crazy, and it's not something that you were seeing. Like, he would be at some, like, hick, like, uh, wrestling federation in Kentucky, and he's doing the fucking apron bomb spot. And who, uh, whatever hick wrestler he's wrestling doesn't want to take that bomb. <laughs> So so one time... He 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 runs and jumps over his opponent standing on the apron. The guy's supposed to go down with him, but he doesn't. He waits or he goes early. So they both go tumbling like into the the security guard who is standing in the way and almost everyone dies. And it was like the last time he ever did that move. So <laughs> 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 it's terrifying and it's it's really exciting to see, but my god, it's not worth it. So it was really fun. But uh, you know, I noticed that Tenzon on the outside, he can only do two things. One is he can look concerned, right? Or he can complain to the ref while looking concerned. That's like the two things he can do. Um, We had a really cool wheelbarrow suplex thingy from Watto that was neat. It was like a big power move thing. Um, And I sound like a broken record, but I'm really happy to see these guys have good chemistry because they're going to wrestle each other a lot. And these past few matches of Watto's, they kind of prove that fact that you know young wrestlers like him need to be elevated uh by a better wrestler to have a great match and that's a common trait of nearly all young wrestlers so everybody shut up and uh i just thought that that finish (laughs) that finish was absolutely brutal you know and it looked awesome and i love seeing somebody like Wado take a crazy bump like that that's good shit
1: yeah yeah me too uh all right so we've got uh our next, uh, t- well, tagling match, we've got uh, Laundry Boys versus LIJ. And uh, I like uh, I liked three guys in this match. Uh, you know, I think this is where I, uh, oh, I wrote the note that uh, I need to see Great Okan over Banger. Yep, there it is. Uh, the the Cobb Shingo stuff in this match is awesome. And, uh, you know, Sonata makes me, see, makes me happy by putting uh, Great Okan in the Paradise Lock. And, uh, wait, so, yeah, um, one note just confused me for a second because it's got Ishii in it, but yeah, so, uh, okay, like, I once heard that Ishii is more popular with, like, Gaijin fans, like, you know, Western fans and all that kind of stuff than he is with the Japanese crowd. I think Sonata's the opposite. I think he's more popular with the Japanese crowd than maybe us Westerners, or maybe I'm, uh. I don't know because uh, they always they go fucking nuts for Sonata all the time. So uh, he's he's over more in Japan than I guess than he is with me. Uh, so uh, yeah, and I think I think he might have made a point like that before, but uh, it's all right. And uh, I also thought, all right, we need a better Never Challenger than David Finley. No offense, David Finley, but. Uh, uh, I don't know, the Never Open title to me screams a certain type of match, and whilst David Finlay is decent in the ring, doesn't really have that kind of smash-mouth, kind of Never Open style that, uh, you know, Jeff Cobb does. So I I wasn't sure if they would do it. Like, I kind of, in the back of my mind, I was like, all right. Uh, part of me wanted Hanare to pin um, Shingo, but... That wouldn't still wouldn't be a big match for Wrestle Kingdom either. But um, look, uh, if uh, if Finjuice end up winning a tournament, uh, then um, you know they've probably got bigger they're probably gonna do more tag stuff than uh, go after Shingo and he's never titled. But uh, yeah, so uh, the the start go oh is awesome and it ends with uh, a, a Oh, a sort of surprise. I was kind of happy it happened because, uh, uh, you know, Jeff Cobb, tour of the – he – Shingo Takagi. So there we go. Uh, You know, uh, Laundry Boys at 10, LIJ at 10, and LIJ is now, I think, uh, definitely eliminated from uh, winning contention. They really needed to win this match, and they didn't. So uh, I thought it was pretty solid stuff. Uh, What about you? There's a
2: trend that is continuing in this match that's got to stop. We got to stop this because it's it's becoming a little too frequent and that is the bad guys attacking before the bell like come on man let's yeah. go we gotta knock that shit off It's is too much of it um but uh i thought this match was all about shingo putting everybody over shingo put okarna over huge uh, during this strike exchange even though shingo won the exchange sonata put him over and then and then sonata put him in the paradise lock which parries him so that was interesting uh but uh <laughs> LIJ does some really, like, great LIJ tag moves in this match. It's really fast-paced when they're on offense. And Shingo goes full Shingo in this match at the end, especially. He's going full speed, which if you don't, you know, if you haven't seen Shingo go full speed, he is as fast as any junior, and it's amazing to see. And, uh, you know, he was just Bumping
1: a bomb. Yeah,
2: and he was bumping like a maniac. And like you said, however, Jeff Cobb pinned him with the, uh, Tour of the Islands, eliminating L.I.J., and he he taunted uh, Shingo by holding the Never Open title, our uh, patron saint title, um, you know, over his head, which just pisses me off. It makes me angry, and it was right at this moment when I started to realize that this show feels a little bit almost all the way like New Japan before COVID. It really feels big. It really feels... Like, that excitement that I used to feel. So, I, I don't know. I was really getting pumped at this point.
1: There you go. And that was a, a World Tag League match, too. I so know. You believe it. that shit? Now, uh, the next match, I I, I loved it. Uh, and uh, I don't quite get as angry when uh, this guy loses compared to when, uh, say, Jay White loses. Uh You know, be prepared for a a Wrestle Kingdom rant because I I don't think, uh, I think uh, only one of two people are coming out of Wrestle Kingdom as uh, the double champ. That's either Naito or Ibushi. So uh, I'm going to have to watch Jay get his comeuppance, but we're better placed I guess, to get his comeuppance if I Wrestle Kingdom. Anyway, this is Show vs. Ishimori. Show needs to win. And I guess you've all worked out that he doesn't by uh, how I just described at, uh, at the start here. But, uh, yeah, I like seeing uh, uh, Ishimori flip out of a, a German on on the apron and then uh, gives a pole driver to show onto it. I thought that was fucking awesome. Then there's a yes lock. And I thought, like, this match was a fucking banger. It had power moves, submissions, had speed. Uh, show hit his first pole driver, and I went fucking just, um, one where he crosses the arms, but in a different way than uh, the shock arrow. And, was, and he usually hits that, uh, right before getting the shock arrow on. So I went fucking nuts. I was like, yes, <laughs> but, uh, Ishimori counters out of the shock arrow into a choke and there's a reverse bloody cross, which gets a one, two, no, then the normal version gets the three. Um, absolutely gutted the show lost, but they made him look strong at 12 points and of course, Ishimori's still in it at 14. You can't have the champ lose too many matches. I understand that, um, but still, I want a show to bring it all home. He's my he's my favourite, but uh, nevertheless, uh, because now I'm just like, well, what do you do with show? Uh, the Wrestle Kingdom's coming up, and I want all my faves to have something to do. But um, yeah, it's uh, that's not how it went. So yeah, Ishimori's uh, still got a chance
2: this match is great it it follows the traditional super juniors format just with more power moves you know and uh at one point ishimori hit like a release destroyer that looked like super scary it was like they he this let go of show while they were flipping it was crazy um and you know it had this really cool finish too like you talked about where but ishimori was like up in a hold and he like moves around on show's body and you know gets him his own crazy hold and then puts the reverse bully cross on that's really cool shit and it really you know shows uh, it's like a feat of strength for show to hold him up for that long and all that stuff i i thought this was awesome um at the very beginning when they hit that german suplex it's kind of funny because it's a little little hiccup on the pickup on that one because uh Ishimori's ready to go and show's not ready yet. So Ishimori's already doing his little like okay, here we go. I'm gonna dip and do my jump and and <laughs> show's not ready so they had to go again which was funny but they immediately recovered and like that was outstanding you wouldn't even even notice if you weren't looking for it but i i also thought one of the cool things about this match is how devastated show was that he lost i mean he was crying he was hiding his face and and he like basically rolled to the back so that was awesome
1: uh just good pro wrestling i love it yep um God dang it, I was just about to make a point, but yeah, uh, and by the way, my notes are fucking horrible for this match, like, I've got, uh, Isimori, see, see I've got, uh, Isley Mori. I've got, uh, all this kind of shit spelling for, uh, for Ishimori. uh, my, my wife likes it when I point out all my stupid spelling mistakes, so, wow. I feel sick of that. She's going to be um, happy
2: on this episode cuz uh yeah. you know what else she you know what else she might like? She might I what? don't know. We'll we'll find out maybe she like jerky. Donkey, jerky. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she'll like that too. I don't know. I like
1: that. I think it's funny. It did remind me. I did notice that spot where uh uh I thought, "All oh, right, Ishimori's going to flip." And it still looked cool cuz he flipped out of a German on the apron. But uh I think what New Japan wrestlers are really good at is uh covering for uh you know mistakes and things like that especially when uh, they're going to do a move and they botch it and then rather rather than straight away do that move again the the wrestler who botched gets put into it like that and then uh you know they re- they recover the commentators say oh he fuck- he fucked that up and look at the <laughs> look at the opponent capitalize really cool stuff you know, and uh, because, you know, mistakes happen. People are going to fuck up.
2: So, can I, can I talk about that real quick? Just real quick. Yeah. I, I have an interesting thing. I don't know if we've talked about it on this show yet, but it's a major difference that I love between New Japan and most other wrestling. Well, not necessarily just New Japan, but in New Japan, you never see them calling spots. Ever ever when do you ever see that the only time you see it is when americans are in there that's the only time all right and if you watch any american match on any of the major television shows they are calling spots before every single one of them they get in the corner they're putting their heads together and all that shit you cannot catch a a japanese wrestler with his mouth moving ever in a match unless he's talking shit or something like that they don't pass stuff to the ref to tell the other guy and it's a more in my opinion that makes it a more pure art form of working because they move they move with each other off of feel a lot more than they move off of hey i'm going to tell you what to do and now you do it so i'm sure there's mm. lots of stuff that's worked out beforehand but all that can go to shit in a second if somebody forgets a spot so you know then they just are relying on knowing each other's move sets, knowing whose turn it is on offense. And I guarantee you, a lot of those big, long uh, sequences that are, you know, the reversals and stuff are not planned. And it's just stuff that they just do by feel. And that's like the art form, art form of working. And that's why I love, one of many reasons why I love New Japan. And that's why they're so good at recovering. Because they're, they're you know, improvising everything for the most part. So that's why. It's awesome.
1: I think it also helps that uh, in New Japan, you have a lot of tag matches, you know, six mans, eight mans and stuff. So you'll get to wrestle uh, most people uh, quite a bit. So you, by the time you have a big singles match or something with them, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, you've already been with them in the ring quite a number of times. So you've got kind of got a feel for them there already as well. Yeah. Uh, That's very true. It's good shit. All right, so, brings us back to another match. We've got the odd couple, Ishii and Yano versus the Tekkers, uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Did I skip a match? No, I did not. Yay. Uh, This match is so fucking fun, and uh, I love the Ishii and Taichi moments, as well as the Zack Sabre Jr., Yano moments. Uh, I think they all have such wonderful chemistry. There's... uh, Zack Sabre Jr. wrapping up Yano and, and Ishii throwing Yano back in the ring was pretty funny like uh, wrapping up Yano meaning uh, uh, you, you know, they'll have uh, What's it called the ring skirt? What, what's it? the ring skirt? Yeah, so uh, uh, Yano tried to wrap Zach in that I'm like, yeah, that's not happening and uh, there's a count-out going on, and Ishii has to throw him in, still with the uh, the skirting on, <laughs> which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Uh, there's so many near falls in this one, and I thought I thought the Odd Couple might uh, might uh, take this one away, but no. Uh, Zach Driver, then a Zach Mephisto on Ishii, and the tech is on twelve, still in it, and the Odd Couple on ten, eliminated.
2: Yano got his full entrance announcement for this match, which is very, very, very long because he had many titles. Not only is the King of Pro Wrestling, he's like he's like in charge of like tourism and in, in one of the states or something. I don't know. He does a lot of shit. And so we get the full entrance, which is great. And Kevin Kelly makes the suggestion, which I don't understand. I don't. You know, I love Kevin Kelly. I think he's great and everything, but I think he's got a screw loose. He's fucking crazy. I don't know. He says that Tai Chi might be lip-syncing his entrance.
1: That's that's loco right there. I, I I
2: didn't know what else to say. I mean it I don't know. It's fucking insane. That's not true. Uh, that's obviously a lie. And I think maybe that Kevin Kelly's jealous. So there's that. Uh, We had that really fun stuff, obviously, between Yano and Zack Sabre Jr. They, you know, have great chemistry. We've talked about that ad nauseum. And there are tons of spots in this match that involve all four wrestlers, which, holy shit, that is what I'm talking about. That's the best shit that you can do that makes me happy. So, um, you know, like you said, we had that uh, Yano thing where he got all wrapped up. We got some Never is Shit stuff from Ishii and Taichi that was pretty great. I kind of want to see them wrestle again. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. You know, with the win, the Techers hug, um, which I tweeted out a video of them hugging, which is just the greatest video of all time. And <laughs> uh, and they advance to the finals, and that's that makes me very happy. They're, they They are friends, and that makes me very happy.
1: Yes, yes. You know what well, else? You know what no, else? No, they don't match? make it to the finals, but they're in finals contention. Oh well, the announcer said that they advanced to the
2: finals with that. So yeah, um, I know they fucked up. You know what they also said at one point? Well, at least one of them.
1: He said, uh, what? Darky, turkey, Darky,
0: turkey." Darky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that is also something. Like, well, there's a funny bit with Gino in the next match, which is Bushi and El Desperado. So you know, Gino's a heel commentator. Yes, he's <laughs> like a one-eyed bullet club supporter, but if it's a, it's a if it's a different faction, which is a heel faction versus a face, he'll do the heel stuff. in this match. because, like, I'll uh, say something like negative towards Bushi and supporting El uh, Desperado, And that's when uh, I think either Kevin or Chris says to him, you know, if uh, Bushi wins this match, Ishimori's in the finals, right? And then <laughs> and Gino's like, oh, oh yeah, uh, go Bushi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking funny. I, uh, <laughs>
2: I think we need to refer to him by his proper name. It's now Big Match Bushy. So, just, just saying.
1: Alright. So, uh, <laughs> Charity made me laugh here. She said that uh, Bushy looks like a genie. No, Ocon um, looked like a genie.
2: You know, before in his old gear when he had the hammer pants.
1: Yeah, and uh, this crowd's this is good stuff. The crowd wants Bushy to spoil El Desperado big time. <laughs> but, uh... El Desperado is just too good, man, and, uh, you know, I wanted him to win as well. I gave him, tweeted out, uh, El Desperado, or we've but now But, you know, I got pretty worried that I thought uh, Bushi might win, but uh, there's this brutal-as-fuck-looking uh, muffled by El Desperado, and uh, Bushi taps the hell out. And then Hiromu comes out to face off right after it. So, uh, yeah, there's your final. It kind of... Uh, El Desperado beat Hiromu in the rounds. And now Hiromu, in order to be the junior champion, must overcome a guy that's had his number a few times this year because, yeah, remember, um, Bushi and Hiromu went for those uh, junior tag belts and lost big time to uh, Suzuki-Gun, uh, Kanemaru and El Desperado. Desperado during uh, one of the earlier rounds... So, yes, can Hiromu do it? Can he overcome uh, El Desperado? Uh, we know he can overcome Ishimori because uh, he really beat Ishimori. So, uh, yeah, there is that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's good stuff. Uh, it's a pretty decent fucking final, too. Uh, you probably, uh, you know, your giant heel versus uh, your giant uh, baby face. So, yeah, good stuff.
2: Pretty decent. Pretty decent. Big match Bushy is out here crushing it, and you're like, oh, it's pretty decent. He fucking hits the amazing Rana to the floor. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And then Desperado is so terrified that he has to elicit help from Milano Collection AT, who hands him a pen so that he could then stab Bushi with the pen. So that's pretty ridiculous. Way to go, Milano. You know, I can't <laughs> believe it. Milano has now joined, you know, Suzuki Goon. That's crazy. Um, and also, okay, so this hangman. Uh, apron DDT thing that Bushi does is what pro wrestling is all about it looks like death it looks like the person is dying and it might be one of the safest moves that they do in that entire match it is so safe and because the person all they have to do is slam their hands down on the mat and it looks like they're dying but they're not it's pretty great you know, the person yep. has a lot of control uh, of themselves. So this match builds and builds and gets more and more intense as it goes on. And, um, you know, Bushi didn't tap out. He gave up after. Uh, That's you right. Know, yeah, right. because You're Desperado correct. had him. He had, had all four limbs stretch mufflered. And, um, you know, Gino Wait, said that it's it. a it's a uh, conspiracy theory, you know, because he didn't hear Bushi say that he gave up, you know, and maybe that, uh, I don't know, maybe Red Shoes is on the take. Could be.
1: He's just saying that because he knew that if El Desperado wins, Ishimori's not in the finals. Well,
2: you know, I mean, he, he says a lot of stuff. Darky, 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 darky.
1: Oh man, that doesn't get old. I fucking <laughs> love that. Not
2: yet. Maybe next
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, everyone thinks that's going like, yes, Luke, it's old. <laughs> but what's so old about it? Like, hang on, I can't remember. You pronounce him again.
2: Um.
0: Dunkey,
1: dunkey! Dunkey, dunkey! There
2: we go. Yeah. Okay, so I thought the show was over at this point because I don't care about <laughs> Yoshihashi. So I turned it off. And I was like, wait a second. There's still like 30 minutes left. So then I like realized there was also another match. And I was like, oh man, another match? Oh, okay,
0: whatever.
1: Dude, you should love this match. Why? 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 I did say earlier that there were two people who were only doing one and that was pinning or not losing which is you know different to winning because it's a tag match you know you can still lose by not getting pinned because your partner gets pinned and this is is Yoshihashi and Goto versus Finjuice David Finlay and Juice Robinson and I'm like all right I don't think like, Yoshihashi and Goto have six-man never titles. They don't need to win this. So I'm already like, all right, I'm strapping in. It's a Finjuice-Tekers final. I'm happy. Oh, sorry, a Finjuice-GOD final. I'm happy with that. Fine. I think if Yoshihashi and Goto won, it would have been a three-way tie between them, GOD, and the Tekers, But uh, that, that was not to be. And I thought some of this, the end of this match would have made you fucking happy. Because uh, multiple finishes on uh, on Goto, and Goto gets pinned. Usually, it's Goto doing the pinning or uh, letting Yoshihashi get pinned. Mind you, there have been a couple times where Yoshihashi has gotten the pin as well. But you know, Goto ain't eating the loss. But uh, but uh, they're given uh, they're given the the Juice Boys some pretty big wins this tournament, which. Uh, have made him look pretty awesome and pretty much like a threat, and this is no exception. With uh, with uh, I can't remember who pinned who. My fucking professionalism is showing, you know, lack like thereof.
0: Was uh, uh, that the right it night? No.
1: Was
2: uh, I just have Finn Juice gets the win. I'm sorry.
1: Pulp fix friction and a juice pins Goto. Yeah. Well, I'm glad
2: Goto got pinned, but I had to watch him wrestle in order to see that. So that kind of takes the wind out of those sails. But, I mean, it's fine. You know, the winner goes to the finals. And we got some never shit from Juice and Goto that was fun. It was an exciting yep. match. The crowd loved it. The near falls in particular were very, very good. And uh, But after the match, we had some shenanigans, right, Luke?
1: That's right. Uh, G.O.D. comes out straight away. And uh, they attack uh, Finjuice, of course, because... Uh, with Finjuice beating the uh, Chaos team, the final is clear. There's no complications. There's no three-way ties or anything like that.
2: That's weird. How, I mean, with all the opportunities for these ties, it is crazy that it actually all worked out,
1: huh? Yeah. Um, unlike uh, me and uh, Steiner and Kojima, Gato's pretty good at math. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's so good at math. can do two of the two tournaments at once
2: yeah that's fucking insane it's it's pretty amazing that they accomplished all this i mean Overall, I didn't really like World Tag League. I never do. It's fine. I mean, it was somewhat entertaining at times, especially these last two shows. World, uh, The best of Super Juniors overall was awesome and had much higher quality matches, in my opinion, although yeah. I, I like singles matches better than tag matches in most uh, scenarios. So uh, what did you think overall of the two tournaments? Obviously, we still got the finals, but, I mean, the tournament part's over. Look, I
1: found World Tag League to be a lot of fun. But fun, fun is nice, but on half the shows and fucking awesome on the other half, um, you'd rather be like, all right, Luke, what do you feel like tonight? A fun show or an awesome show? Uh, um, I'll take the I'll take the awesome show, please, because yeah. there's probably going to be a huge fun factor out of that too, right? So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was obvious, I think, even from the fucking first night that... Uh, You know, the the best of super juniors is going to be the more interesting of the two. But having said that, I still had quite a bit of fun with uh, World Tag League. And it's also because uh, World Tag League reintroduced a whole bunch of wrestlers that hadn't been in Japan for quite some time, like uh, Bad Luck, Fale, and the Gorillas of Destiny. So uh, I was really happy to see them all back in Japan. There was that factor as well. Yeah, it was fun. Like as I said, fun. Fun is good. Who hates fun? But uh, you'd I hate also. it.
2: I hate fun. I don't like fun. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean it's fine. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about World Tag League. If you want to talk about Super Juniors, we can talk about that. But I mean, I, I just thought it was fun. It, it's just man, it was a whole lot of stuff, and um, we got kind of uh, not a break coming Are up. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, do you want to repeat that last bit?
2: Oh, so now I'm cutting out. All right, cool. Uh, So, uh, well, I was just saying that, um, you know, I I enjoyed the shows and everything, but we have not a break coming up, but we have an interesting kind of thing coming up because this weekend we have the the finals of World Tag League Best of Super Juniors. We also have Mm -hmm. the Super Junior Cup, which is on Saturday and or Sunday, depending on where you're at. And uh, then that's it until the next like Friday, I think. So we're gonna have a couple days off. That'll be fun. Um, But I'm interested to talk about all this new stuff coming up. And then it's the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Are you excited for Wrestle Kingdom, Luke? Dude,
1: I last the last few years since becoming do a New Year's celebration anymore. Like fuck that shit. I'm pumped up for fucking Wrestle Kingdom. So what will end up happening is like. uh, uh, actually, I thought this this Wrestle Kingdom, it might not happen, but turns out I was wrong. Things have eased uh, enough for us in uh, Victoria that uh, we're, we're allowed to have people over from multiple different houses and stuff, so it's all right. But what we usually do, uh, Charity and I, instead of having a, bit, a New Year's, we'll invite a few uh, friends over and my sister as well, and then we'll watch Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, turn that into a bit of a mini celebration as well, because, you know, ev- everyone might have all their different plans and shit for New Year's, but uh, people people know, January 4th and 5th, get your ass down to, to, uh, to Luke Town. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that sentence is really good, but you know what I mean. Uh, get your ass down to Luke Town, what the fuck? Uh Yeah. Uh, (laughs) fucking flustered myself but yeah uh i'm pumped uh the road two shows so i'm excited for those because that'll set up uh more uh party kind of matches which uh, i'm all for uh and uh yeah and all that kind of stuff uh we'll see a lot of different wrestlers returning uh, that uh, have been away for a little bit so we'll probably see some more switchblades some kenta some uh a some, uh, some asshole and, uh, all sorts of things. So I'm looking forward to those. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Well, yeah, that's a long winded answer. uh, Get your ass down to Luke town is the takeaway from all that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I'm interested to see what Suzuki does and a couple other guys who we don't know what they're doing. So, you know, if there's obviously the, uh, John Moxley thing going on with Kenta. We'll see how that's going to play out. So, you know, it'd be very interesting. There's a lot of fun stuff going in to wrestle kingdom and I can't wait to check it all out. So, uh, but man, this was a hell of an episode, Luke. Holy
1: shit. Look, now that you mentioned Moxley, be sort of aligning, uh, AEW spoilers for those not caught up on AEW. and he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, but uh, Kenny Omega is now the uh, uh, AEW uh, champion, world champion. Um, oh, I, you've probably heard about this, Andy. But yeah, he's he's taking his title and he's going with uh, Don Callis to be on this week's Impact.
2: I know. Which I'm
1: like, fuck. Now I got to watch it Impact.
2: You Jesus. don't have to watch Impact. Don't watch Impact. It's
1: terrible. I even have friends
2: that are on Impact and I don't watch it. I know that's terrible, but I just it's so bad. I can't do it,
1: man. But my point is, the stars are kind of aligning. Um, and it's uh, willing to have fun and cooperate a little bit with other companies, like having uh, NWA women's matches on with both uh, Thunder Rosa and their current champions, Serena Deep, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're willing to play a little ball with. Uh, uh, Impact, which, like, I know you I really care, but, you know, that's still pretty decent for wrestling. So, that makes me think that uh, they might be willing to play just a little extra ball and, uh, you know, send Mr. Moxley over to Japan or Kenta over to America, What, however, for that uh, United States title match because I want it. Yeah. By the way, they've got to give Tanahashi something to do at Wrestle Kingdom. Are you crazy?
2: I'm not crazy, no.
1: Well, someone's crazy because he doesn't have a match for Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, his leg fell off. I mean, he needed two bags of ice, man. I mean, come on. You know, hopefully he'll be okay in time. We don't even know.
1: Yeah, see, now I'm doing the stalling ending because... I know uh, you are. (laughs) I do this every time because I get to the end of... I'll do this when we have a billion shows to cover or I'll do this when we've just got, like, how many shows? With three shows to cover, which felt like four because one was combined. But and then we'll get to the. See, I think it's over. I guess like in, in Gato, we trust.
2: Head on down to Luke Town.